This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Rogue killers slaying you with factoids and information. That's what we're doing live from Studio C. Oh, si, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound today on Tuesday. Hey, now, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Step right up and take a look, folks, at Focahontas, the world's whitest Indian. <laughs> world's whitest or whitest? Whitest. <laughs> okay. Whitest. Gotcha. Like a sheet of copier paper. I'm not sure that rollout went the way she wanted it to. <laughs> oh, just when the world makes me want to crawl into bed and pull the covers up over my head, something so delightful happens that I can't wait to come in in the morning. Now, I've heard a bunch of different facts. I know, I know you've dug into this with your science kit and your microscope and your blood testing, and you actually asked Miss Warren for a vial of blood. And I ran through the Capitol and plucked some of her hair. While I ran by her, probably I got a good handful. It was more than I'd intended. But did I hear that we all have about at least that much in us? She has roughly, Jack, half of the Indian DNA that the typical European North American has. She's less Indian than average. (laughs) I mean, and and that's that's something. The average uh, Homo sapien running around in North uh, North uh, America has point eighteen percent of Native American DNA. Point mm-hmm. eighteen. She has point oh nine. I want to talk about that the part that's not kicking her. I'm all for kicking her. We'll kick her good about this one. Give her a good hard kicking. Sure. In our moccasins about this yes. one. Yes. But uh, gotta apologize for pulling that hair out of her. But I just I, I want to talk about the why why we're what it is about us that gets us so into finding some heritage to hang on to and uh, and make a deal out of and, you know, name our kids after and eat the foods and celebrate the holidays and stuff. Where that need is coming from, it's interesting. It's because we are a melting pot and we're just not, it's not good enough just to be an American, I guess, or something. Oh, yeah, we're know. looking for tribal identity. Absolutely. I think so. I mean, who, they, who am I in the giant impersonal modern world? But is this is this craze happening in Germany and France, or are they all okay with just I'm German or I'm French, or do they also need to know something deeper than that? I don't know. That's I a would good like question. to know that. That's that's really key to my whole theory because I'm wondering if there's something wrong in the United States that we're not comfortable enough with just being American. I don't think I'm. I'm casting my memory back to my travels, which haven't been much in recent years, but. You know, the regions of Germany are pretty proud of themselves, for instance. Maybe we'll stay away from Germany just so Michael's not tempted to play certain tapes, but uh, 
Yeah, they're regional things. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's probably pretty universal. Huh. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. He looks like he's at least twenty percent Moroccan. How are you this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, top of the hour, they're talking about Halloween, and I was thinking about a Holly, Halloween childhood memory that I had. Was um, it was really hilly where I lived, and so the streets. My dad would put us all in the pickup truck in the back of the pickup bed and drive us around as little kids, and we awesome. would get out. And other people did that too. But I was just thinking, today you couldn't do that. Probably. You would end up in jail, I believe, for reckless child endangerment. Absolutely, something. and I would I would call it in. You wouldn't think I would it, report you. You wouldn't think it could change that drastically in a fairly short amount of time. Well, I just thought we've gone from that to trick or trunk, the new uh, get candy out of a back of a car. Uh, oh, trunk or treat, they or call it. Right? Yeah. Let's all go down to the parking lot and yeah. move from one trunk to another so our kids aren't slain by uh, all the ghouls who run around so, putting pins um, and apples and chainsaws and Snickers bars <laughs> and, and, and an atomic <laughs> weaponry and, and three musketeers. And the clowns by the edge of the woods. Right! right. Right, always at the edge. Why won't they come all the way out? <laughs> there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It is the NBA opening season today. There are two games slated for the uh, the, the big night tonight, at least two that, that you That's can see. That's the on. National Basketball Association? Correct. It's sports ball. You have the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics, as well as the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors. The Boston what? Uh, the Celtics. It's a culture, not a costume. I've heard of the oh, Golden right. State Warriors. I've heard of that team. I, the New York Times mentioned the other day, and it was interesting to read their rundown of the NBA, since they don't have a really rooting interest, right, Claire, on the East Coast. Um, they, they said the Golden State Warriors so far head and shoulders above everybody else this year. Yes, Sean. No, so according to 538's uh, projection of the season, they have the Golden State Warriors have a 49% chance of winning the title. Wow, a, the, fl- a coin flip to win the title. The Raptors are in second place with a 12% chance. Nobody else is over 10% chance. Oh, you're getting down into Elizabeth Warren Indian heritage uh, <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. One in a million. <laughs> Tied for worst projection is the New York Knicks and my team, the Sacramento Kings. Yay! Sacramento Kings have the longest run in the NBA of not making the playoffs. That's because they're horribly run. <laughs> Soon to be extended. If uh, This will be the end of my sports talk, in case you're not interested at all. But if DeMarcus Cousins works out, according to the New York Times sports, guy if demarcus cousins works out at all the golden state warriors quite possibly have the 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 best lineup in nba history i well yeah i think they already had it oh in history okay now we're into that if they uh, have a dominant big center along with everything else that they've got they may be the most dominant team ever so they'll run you ragged for 10, 12 minutes and then bring in a behemoth who will tower over you and crush you like bugs. <laughs> and then go back to running you ragged. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. if, if Mr. Cousins works out, I will uh, I will enjoy my hat for lunch. Of course, you're only a, 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 not a good guy. Of course, you're only one uh, Steph Curry twisted ankle away from a much more interesting season. So there you go. Yeah, they'll right. drop their chances to maybe 40%. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news already. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well in other sporting news boy i gotta tell you what a week my pulse is racing my face flushed the combined powerball mega millions jackpots worth almost one billion dollars holy crap michael where are our favorite tapes about the powerball a billion dollars yes i gotta tell you i'm going over budget this month going over budget (laughs) changing changing my gaming strategies new time and place to buy this time around because i do feel lucky and i want to head into the holidays a millionaire 
a millionaire with a billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a, there's a well there's a there's a name for that. I'm a thousand millionaire. <laughs> And the Powerball is tonight? No, Mega Millions is tonight. Powerball's tomorrow. Okay, two yep. different things. Oh, gotcha. yeah. We're extending the excitement. Uh, Grandpa right. likes the Powerball. Yeah, we got to have those handy with the lottery. <laughs> yeah, the, come uh, on, Michael. Yeah. What are we paying for your video? <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this <laughs> Tuesday. Powerball. Yeah, that's right. You're probably one one millionth Indian in there. I found I tell you what, never trust us. Tuesday, October 16th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the Powerball. Wow! Now, according oh, to FCC wow. rules and regulations, oh, there's more than the, oh, more to come. Boy. Anyway, we're, we're ah yes, here we go. <laughs> at Mark, this is a limited engagement, just like Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Oh, oh no, those are real people feeling real heartbreak. And I knew it at the time, a couple of weeks yeah. ago, when she was so distraught over her ex-boyfriend's death that she had to cancel a bunch of engagements and everything like that. I thought that's. That's going to be tough on our current relationship. Yeah, yeah. And turns out it was. <laughs> anyway, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we're rounding up the road killers. Setback for Stormy, Daniels that is, and major West Coast utilities getting some heat for turning off the lights. Stories coming up minutes from now. Yeah, this is getting national attention. And a grassroots political campaign that we were uh, hit with yesterday, too, on that story. We'll yes, to tell you about. really nutty. How does mail bag look? It's it's good. It's fine. It's coming together. It's a work in progress. We use every part of the comedic buffalo when we craft this show. I would tell you this. Support for our prison islands is building. Oh, really? Yes, and awesome. it's expressed in uh, mail bag. Cool. All the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. amount of news to get to today. Interesting move by PG&E, again, that's getting uh, national attention, even though it's a Pacific gas and electric company on the West Coast. Because I don't think anybody well, ever, I don't know if anybody ever done this before. What they've done is highly controversial. They know their infrastructure is crap, and if the wind blows, it causes fires that kills people and burns down thousands of houses. And then they have to pay for a it. A year ago, by the way. Unhappy anniversary. They get stuck with the bill if they caused it. Yeah, to some extent. Or they at least have to fight the legal battle. So now, when the wind picks up in Northern California, they're going to turn off the power to various sections of the state. Which is something. Is that punishment? Our overlords? Have we asked too much of you? How about you craft a system that can handle the wind? Yeah, I've lived in windier places and the electricity stayed on. I've seen your profits and they are considerable. Um, yeah. So anyway, I will be. We'll have more on that for you. But it's a, it's a hell of a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mailbag. The Stormy Daniels story today is pretty rich. Oh, it's hilarious. 
Friedrich Hayek with our freedom-loving quote of the day. Even the striving for equality by means of a directed economy can result only in an officially enforced inequality, an authoritarian determination of the status of each individual in the new hierarchical order. Obviously. Love Hayek. Love him. But uh, Ian in Tijuana has a number of points to make, but his final one is, I have more German Shepherd DNA in me than Elizabeth Warren as Native American. Wow. Just saying. Wow. <laughs> your mom must have been a color- colorful gal. Wow. <laughs> your Don't go gra- there. Great mo- grandmother or something. Don't How many, go there. Uh, <laughs> I told you, don't go there. We got to play the, the... How many were in your litter, Ian? Did we have the audio yesterday of Elizabeth Warren responding to the scientist? We have to we have to play that because her, you know, her glee of a see I told you all, which to me was like, what? Yeah. How are you responding this way to this, somebody telling you you have an infinitesimal amount of something? This is all so pathetic. <laughs> it's the difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Like she technically, right. yeah, I have. An uh, Indian ancestry, but it, without the so wisdom of context. So does everybody. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Without understanding how people are going to respond to that amount, I guess. Well, yeah. And and just the rest of the facts, as Sean points out, the context. Uh, I find the entire thing offensive, but the result is absolutely delightful. Well, and what the Hilarious. Cherokee people had to say about it is interesting. I just love that she landed in the sweet spot where both sides are mad at her. I love it when that happens. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, here's a really nice uh, note from Philip. I absolutely love your show. Wow, I love that you guys are not politically correct. It's so refreshing. I don't mean to come off sounding like a fanboy, but I just love listening to you guys in the morning. Keep up the great work. That's one of a couple of notes we've gotten from people who've just discovered the show. And we haven't said this for a long time, and it's uh, because we're dumb. Uh, if you if you like this show, it would be enormously helpful if you would tell a friend about it. We believe advertising the show is cheating. We think right. shows that have TV ads and billboards, that's cheating. Right. We want to earn the listenership. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you don't like the show, uh, why don't you uh, just mind your own business? It's funny, uh, Philip doesn't want to come off as a fanboy. Philip, I'll, I'll forward you a couple days worth of hate mail. Oh, geez. And you'll understand that a little, a little kindness is appreciated. Moving along. Uh, Aaron in San Diego uh, expressing his support for our uh, PI4L islands. That's uh, Prison Island for Life. Mm -hmm. PI4L. And it's got like a small I and then four and a capital L. It it looks good. It really looks good. Nice nice design, Aaron. I strongly believe that you can easily and safely decide to PI4L a person based just on a handful of non-felony personality shortfalls. Wow. I see what I wow. see what he's driving at. Why wait till they commit some right. horrible crime? Sure. What are these personality shortfalls though? When they would be clearly outed as the sort of person who deserves the PI4L. Placing anything than urine in a urinal, knowing full well someone after you will have to remove it with their hands. Ah. If you get honked at for taking off late at the green light because you're glued to your phone, then proceeding to slowly proceed while still looking at the phone. Wow. Okay. I thought I thought that first offense that's that's too much for me. But no. Yes. That 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 is no that is no good to continue to go slow looking at your phone. I liked who was the who, whoever it was that said this, and I thought it was great. We just need to go ahead and accept push notifications from every traffic light. The light has changed, popping up on your screen, so everybody will look up and then go. Wow. 
Because soon, soon there's going to be gridlock in America's cities, not because there's so there's so many cars like New York City at rush hour that nobody can go anywhere, but because everybody will be sitting still at every stoplight, be, be it red or green. <laughs> I think the only way, either driverless cars, where you can stare at your phone, or we have to have some sort of signal in cars that disable your, your phone. I, I don't see any other way around it. Line straddling whilst parking, holding a parking spot for someone else. I have it on pretty good authority that uh, somewhere over just over 100 miles of railroad track with a certain train that travels at the speed of a certain bullet will help a lot of this. So (laughs) as soon as that comes through. And it'll only cost us a couple hundred bill (laughs) to get from from like South San Francisco to Fresno (laughs) if you have that need. People parking like straddling a line in a parking lot has always confused me. That the, and it's usually sometimes it's like a you know you got a brand new uh, Corvette Z and you don't want a dent, which yeah, is well. you know that's you bought a nice car, that's your problem, not my problem. But uh, that's one thing. It just you, you, you parked your old hand Accord right over the line in the parking lot. What are you right. doing? Hey, one of the newish people around here, I ought to I ought to out them. I ought to t- say what vehicle they drive. They can't park. And now where I park every morning, they've decided to park in that same little area, and they can't park. They got, like, the, the front end of their car an inch from the one line and the back end of their car. They're parking, like, at 20 degrees and <laughs> taking up two and a half spaces. And, God, I just want to out them. I want to leave a note on their windshield. All right, moving along. Speaking of... Uh, Do they not notice when people park like that? Like, if I get out of my car and, oh, geez, that's a little too close. Yeah. I get back in and fix it. Or is that, like, their fourth attempt, and that's as good as it gets? <laughs> We remember back before we put the the, the permanent blinds here in the window because we were getting blinded. Ironically, I used to watch and, and critique people's parking. Yeah, techniques. from the fifth floor, Joe would yeah. grade people's parking as they came into the parking lot. <laughs> That's a B. Before that, they're just perpendicular to the lines on their <laughs> right, roof. Right. Speaking sports binoculars too. That's right. That's right. God, how I wanted to take out a window and yell at people. Uh, a FAFs idea. Rob commenting on the fact that. That savings is punished when your kid goes to college. If you have spent all of your money on crack cocaine and prostitutes and thereby have no savings, the government will give you other people's money to help your kids go to college. If you have way on sending my kids to college, (laughs) here you go. If you have made precisely the same amount of money and have saved it carefully, bought used vehicles, etc., and you have some savings, the government will punish you and not help your kids go to college. Great system. So Robert says, uh, My understanding is that rare collector cars are pretty stable in value. It'd be pretty funny to liquidate your assets that count against FAFSA requirements to buy an old Ferrari with a contract to leave it in the classic car seller's garage and sell it back. For, you know, the same in two years, roughly. I'm clearly not a lawyer, but since cars are exempt, it would be a fun way to tr- mm. treat less like a less responsible party without taking the uh, the hit. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's which just goes to show you rent seeking becomes the most important skill in a government run economy. You have to figure out how to game the system as opposed to how to innovate, how to produce something somebody wants, how to make yourself valuable. Ask anybody who lived through the Soviet Union. Duh. So, Marshall's News on the way in just a moment, and uh, we'll get into some of the several stories that we've mentioned already. And if you want to make an SJW mad, call him a non-player character. We'll explain that. Non-player character. It's a video gaming thing. Indeed. We'll, we'll break down Elizabeth Warren's DNA and how that whole story played out throughout the day. 
because it's, it's, it's pretty funny. It had some uh, it had some more chapters throughout the day. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, uh, somebody's putting Trump statues in Brooklyn that say pee on me. It's your chance to uh, have your dog pee on a, on a Trump statue. Okay. That's disrespectful. Fine. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in Saudi Arabia, where he met with King Salman to discuss the missing Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Khashoggi was last seen heading into the Saudi consulate in Istanbul on October the 2nd. Turkish authorities believe he was murdered inside the consulate, but Saudi Arabia has been denying this adamantly, although there are now reports the kingdom is preparing to admit he was killed during an interrogation gone wrong. So yeah, yeah, it was an accident. Yeah, yeah, we said, hey, do you want a drink of water? And uh, yeah, we actually uh, accidentally drowned him. Or something. I don't know. I'm still checking. Whoopsie daisy. Good thing we got the bone saw. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's an interesting walk back. That's one of the more interesting walkbacks I've ever seen in my life. I always travel with a bone saw in case I get a tough steak. You move your story from he, he left on his own. Right. Oh, we accidentally killed him. By left on his own, I meant we accidentally killed him. Like that. Like the, if, it, if that happened... Where you accidentally killed somebody while asking them questions. Sure. It wouldn't stand out in your memory or be like a big deal with people running around frantically in sirens. Oh, no, that's right. That's the guy guy we accidentally... Oh, yeah. I asked you about that. Oh, I thought you were talking about a different guy. (laughs) No, that guy left. No, this other guy we accidentally killed, did the stuff with the bone saw, different bags, we all left. Right. That one. Yeah, no, I was confused about which guy you were talking about. I thought you meant the guy who walked in then walked out again. Yeah, because he's fine. Right, he walked out. <laughs> that is pretty much the way it would have had to have gone Durr. to fit the story. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, or the warring factions within the Saudi family are, are doing nasty things, not only to Mr. Khashoggi, which is now how we're supposed Khashoggi, to pronounce his yes. name, um, but to each other. Have you got my Lindsey Graham tab- tape yet, uh, Positive uh, I, I don't have it yet, but I will buy the next break. Okay, Lindsey Graham's saying some really, really interesting things I about MBS. I think we're overreacting to this. Are we overreacting? I was shocked at uh, old Lindsey Boy's uh, statement. Okay, he—I'll uh, give you the short version, and then we'll we'll play it a little bit later on. But he said he is the biggest defender of Saudi Arabia on the floor of the U.S. Senate, and he said, "I will not do business with MBS anymore. I will not do business with Saudi Arabia. I cannot support them. I cannot defend them as long as MBS is in charge." Dude is nuts. Yeah. Paraphrasing. Interesting. Now, well, Lindsey, you know, I, I absolutely love Lindsey Graham in a lot of ways. He does have a bit, and I hate to use the term because it's thrown around so loosely, but I declare. I do declare. <laughs> he's a bit of a neocon. He has a bit of that, uh, like, evangelical spreading democracy to the Middle sure. East. Uh, they'll all be our friends and neighbors. If only we yeah. can introduce them to the joys of voting. He's got m- more of that in him than, you know, I would prefer. Um, so it could be he's being naive or overly optimistic about it, but he was unequivocal in saying, y'all choose whatever leader you want. That's your business, not mine. But we will not do business with this psycho, MBS, which I found interesting. One last note on this story. Turkish crime scene experts searched the consulate for nine hours 
And Turkish President Erdogan said it looks like some parts of the interior have been recently repainted. Ooh, well, and that's uh, rough. You know, it's yeah. funny. This reminds me of a, a buddy of mine who's a professional athlete once said that the steroid tests in, I think he was talking about baseball. He said they're not steroid tests, they're intelligence tests. If you can't find out and figure out and, and avoid getting a dirty test, you're a moron because it's easy. Well, this was not a test of whether somebody was killed in the Saudi embassy. Right. It's a test of their cleaning staff. How good are they with bleach in a scrub brush? Please, a week went by. But man, if you dispatch yeah. of me in such a way that you need to repaint the room, that's rough. It was an accident. He slipped. I handed him the wrong end of the chainsaw. <laughs> oh, 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 a little gruesome for breakfast time, folks. Sorry about that. Federal judge tossing out Stormy Daniels' defamation lawsuit against President Trump, which the porn star filed after Trump called a composite sketch of a man she said had threatened her in 2011 uh, to keep quiet about her claimed affair with the now president, a con job. That's according to the president. Trump tweeted the man didn't exist, retweeted a uh, comparison of the sketch to a photo of Daniel's husband, and said she was playing the, quote, fake news media for fools. But the U.S. District Judge, James Otero, ruled that Trump's remarks were protected under the First Amendment, stating, if this court were to prevent Mr. Trump from engaging in this type of rhetorical hyperbole against a political adversary, it would significantly hamper the office of the president. And that's the sort of thing that Alan Dershowitz and a lot of legal people said. The president can say that. You can't sue him for that. But I wish we had this sort of resources where we could go back and get the various Rachel Maddow shows and that sort of thing. Where they had Avenatti on for days and went on and on about this. Like it was a huge deal. Like it was going to bring down the Trump presidency. Right. I was going to say, I'd rather pick up the decaying carcass of a raccoon than uh, lay a hand on Michael Avenatti. But how much is his stock fallen yeah, no kidding. in recent yeah. days? Well, but and the point of my <laughs> lovely raccoon reference was that whoever would embrace this guy? Who did? He's a creepy porn promoter and a carnival barker. He's good on TV. And, um, well, yeah, if you're doing a TV show that's pretending to be part of the resistance, I could see where he'd be exciting. But the guy's repugnant. But there were a lot of days there when, particularly MSNBC, every show was about how this is what's going to end the Trump presidency. And Avenatti this was defamation, like, CNN. defamation lawsuit. I don't ever watch yeah. CNN, but from what I read, oh, he, had his, he, had his own, uh, he had his own seat there at the table at CNN all day long on every show. And now, and now he's going to be hit with the legal bills, right? Or Stormy or her lawyer. Yep. Yep, yep. She's got to pay. Well, I'm sure she has a GoFundMe page or something like that to take care of that. California utilities are slowly restoring electricity after intentionally cutting it to tens of thousands of people in a move, they say, is to prevent the possibility of sparks from power lines igniting wildfires during windy periods of time. Pacific Gas and Electric shutting down power to the most customers in and around Northern California. Other utilities taking note of this move. San Diego Gas and Electric, they cut some power to customers. And now word is Southern California Edison may start doing the same thing during high wind events. Even though these moves are not popular with all customers. It's a heck of a thing. Not popular. I'd say that's an understatement. Yes. It's a heck of a thing if every time it's if I, if I'm looking at the weather forecast they go it's yeah. going to be windy this weekend so we might not have electricity. Yeah, we're going to cut power. 
Are we living in Guatemala at this point? Right. Are we in some sort of godforsaken third world island nation? Boy, for a good half a century, longer in many parts right. of the country, you just counted on your power being on almost all the time. Right. Not, not if it's windy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some people were saying, well, the wind's hardly blowing. Why is our power off? Right. Exactly. So, you know, honestly, this is probably a good policy to keep us all safe because it's important we be safe. Yeah. When it rains, turn off our water. You know? <laughs> Too much water. Too much water. If there's a, a, an earthquake tremor, close all the roads. The hell, PG&E, you thieves. There you go. You heard me. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Packers with a last-second drive on Monday Night Football to beat the 49ers? Just saw that. Mm. Huh? What is that? The NFL? Football? National Football League. I didn't think the 49ers would keep it that close. There you go. I I thought they'd lose by 50. In fact, I stated it. It's the Who's It's era. Who's the quarterback? (laughs) Jeff Garcia? Yes, it is. That's right. Jeff Garcia. (laughs) Very good. Son of Jerry Garcia. (laughs) That was just a guess. Um, So we got the Elizabeth Warren Indians controversy. (laughs) It's really not much of a controversy. But, uh, yeah, her claims through the years and... Harvard's claims for her through the years, and she was touted as a beautiful example of diversity and well, all. Which, the delicious part to me, exposes how phony the whole thing is. Sure. Harvard called her a woman of color. Yes. Holy crap. And that color is white. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. A question. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So you promise us all the Elizabeth Warren goodness. We're going to circle the wagons and defend ourselves from the onslaught of inaccuracies. Exactly. Exactly. I will not smoke the peace pipe with someone who so egregiously lies to the American people. Gotcha. Are you guys trying to get called into HR before the show's over? Or? So that's coming up I'm a standing bit. up for real Native Americans who resent the hell out of old Liz Warren, Focahontas, and her claims. Um, so that coming up in a little bit. I have uh, changed my mind, I think, on this whole Saudi Arabia journalist story. Just when I read about the journalist, I thought, well, okay, why are we turning the world upside down over this guy? It's a power struggle. It's an internal power struggle. He was a um, he was an apologist for the old regime, which wasn't that good in terms of human rights. Oh, no. And he had been for decades. Right. And he traveled around, uh, you know, on their dime, more or less, because they pay for everything in that country, and wrote favorable articles about them and and, and papers for universities and that sort of thing, uh, trying to obscure how awful they were. <laughs> and and now he's not a fan of the new guy, writes some critical stuff, and they chop him up into pieces. Sucks for him. I don't think that's cool. Oh, no. But it's not like he's always been on the side of what is good and free in the world. No, indeed. I heard his relationship uh, likened to that of anybody in a uh, an organized crime outfit, because the, the Saud family is the mafia of that part of the world. And it's if Tony Soprano discovered mind-boggling amounts of oil under his big suburban New Jersey home, um, that would be the Saud family. 
And so you can try to leave the mob or you can turn against the boss if you want or the new boss, but it's a dangerous game. Well, it's like, what's that saying you always have about, Sean, about shooting at the king or whatever? Because he took a shot at the king. You best not miss. Yeah, he took a shot at the king, more or less. Right. And you better have your ducks in a row when you start doing that. Right. Um, but and I your just, ducks better have guns. I just saw some... <laughs> armed uh, ducks. Right. <laughs> right, I'm working on it. Horse-sized armed ducks or duck-sized horses? My, my, my first challenge is to get them to hold on to the gun. It's not going well. So I just saw some Republican representative... Uh, up on the TV. I don't know who he was, but he said, we're crafting a two-thirds majority in the Senate and the House, a veto-proof piece of legislation that punishes Saudi Arabia. I mean, yes. so, the, so, the le- so the House and the Senate are going big on this. I know, and it surprised me a little bit, and, and here's a, a clue as to why that may be. It's uh, my boy, Lindsey Graham. Who's to blame? Well, I know this. Nothing happens in Saudi Arabia without MBS knowing it. Who's MBS? He's the 33-year-old crown prince who jumped mm-hmm. over other people. He's the son of the existing king, and I think he's on a, on a bad track. I can never do business with Saudi Arabia again uh, until we get this behind us. Right. And what does that mean? That means I'm not going back to Saudi Arabia as long as this guy's in charge. So you're telling the crown prince has to leave? It's up to them, but I'm not going back. I've been their biggest defender on the floor of the United States Senate. This guy is a wrecking ball. He had this guy murdered in a consulate in Turkey, and to expect me to ignore it, I feel used and abused. I was on the floor every time defending Saudi Arabia because there's a good ally. There's a difference between a country and an individual. The MBS figure is, to me, toxic. He can never be a world leader on the world stage. So what does the president do? Sanctions? It's up to the president, but what I would do, I know what I'm going to do. We're going to sanction the hell out of Saudi Arabia. You know... We deal with bad people all the time, but this is in our face. I feel personally offended. They have nothing but contempt for us. Why would you put a guy like me and the president in this box after all the president has done? This guy's got to go. Saudi Arabia, if you're listening, there are a lot of good people you can choose, but MBS has tainted your country and tainted himself. It would be be replacement. That's up to them. It's not my job. That is interesting. I I think I understand where they're coming from now. I get it now, too. MBS, who came on as a reformer, reasonable, Western-oriented, then bought the biggest house in the world, the biggest yacht in the world, the most expensive painting in the world, uh, gathered up many dozens of uh, crown princes and business leaders and jailed them in a hotel, had some tortured, beaten, and then took up to hundreds of millions of dollars from them for alleged corruption. That was weird. I didn't. I thought, uh, you know, I have no idea how your your society works, so that may be legit, but... Lindsey Graham's point, obviously, is, you're okay, you, hey, boy, you don't get to put us in this box to do something this egregious, this heinous, in front of God in the world, and then say, and here's my buddy, the U.S., and put your arm around us. No! Yeah, I don't remember if it was uh, Pompeo or Bolton the other day said that it shows contempt for us, and yes. so I, th- I think I understand where... Lindsey Graham and, and they're all coming from is we we stand up for them all the time and they're an awful country. Sandy uh, Saudi Arabia is an awful country and we stand up for them all the time. When whatever it was, eighteen of the twenty hijackers that knocked down our buildings and started this whole mess were from Saudi Arabia. That we was were, a coincidence. We were standing up for how it's not really Saudi Arabia. It's this, you know we we they're we, radicals. The regime is against them. We've bent over backwards for years for them, and then you do something like this, which puts us in a terrible position. Yeah, that does show you just don't, you think you can do anything. Yeah, and you don't need us. Well, you do need us. Yeah. 
So, you know, the, the, the Saudi Arabia relationship, as Lindsey Graham was indicating, it's a pretty good example of you got to hold your nose sometimes in world affairs, and sometimes your friends are not the, uh, the savoriest of people. Um, but MBS is, is, is no good. That's interesting. And the uh, boy is there's something wrong with the boy. I'm almost, I'm also guessing this isn't even a guess. I'm sure this is a fact that uh, all these people that are talking about veto proof majorities, which would include a lot of Democrats in the Senate and the House mm-hmm. um, to sanction Saudi Arabia, have a lot of information we don't know about the stuff this guy's doing. It's yeah. either said or done or it's is probable. likely to do. Yeah, there's got to be a lot of intelligence showing him to be even crazier than we're aware of. Yeah. Well, he's a hell of a deal. He's 33 years old. Man, he's got his foot on the gas pedal. You know, if I was going to read one of those unnecessarily long uh, Atlantic or New York Times 10,000-word mini books about that whole episode where he dragged all those guys into the hotel and held them as prisoners and extorted and beat. And, and a lot of these guys had I'd been... I'd like to know who they are, how, uh, you know, how out of line that was, how crazy it was, well, case by them, case. Because uh, Charlie Rose used to interview these people all the time. Did he show him his wang? <laughs> That's what he'd say to him. He'd say, I wish I could wear this whole flowing robe thing like you do. Because yeah. then I could just lift it up. Oh, yes. We do that all the time. I wouldn't have to dangle my pant legs in the pool and say, oh, no, my pants are wet. Or come up with some elaborate ruse where I would end up showering. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, it's just not handy. But some of those people Charlie Rose used to interview all the time got locked up. And they are people that visited the White House regularly, no matter who's the president. Yeah. I mean, they, they were big time on the world stage, and, and MBS just threw them in jail and tortured them. Well, how many of us have not, at some point in our lives, dated someone, for instance, that seemed really great at first and turned out to be nuts? You know, I think MBS is that. He was the great new boyfriend. Ariana Grande knows where you're coming from. <laughs> I blame her in this. Oh, okay. I'm Pete a, Davidson I'm a Pete knows Davidson guy. You're on Team Pete Davidson. Yeah, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's Indian heritage coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.